Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Friday, April 8th, 2022, and welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb. And coming up on today's episode, we preview opening day. That's right. Today is the day, Friday, April 8th. Now, we know some of the teams in Major League Baseball did play on Thursday, but the Orioles were not one of them as the O's open their season at the Trop here on Friday afternoon. So on today's episode, we will break down the official 28-player opening day roster that the Orioles will head to the Trop with. We will preview games one, two, and three of the season all in Tampa Bay against the Rays, and then also talk about two transactions that the Orioles made on Thursday, two that won't impact the Major League roster, at least right now, but one of them that could down the line. So that's all coming up on this opening day episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. You are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So happy opening day to everyone out there listening and watching here on the pod. Just wanted to thank you so much for tuning in once again here on the Locked on Orioles podcast and really wanted to thank you for tuning in all offseason. I mean, listen, we went through a lockout here on the podcast and you guys were still here three days a week throughout the offseason listening in. And, you know, there was stuff to talk about right before the lockout. There was a lot to talk about right after it. But in between, you know, I was proud to, to find a way to, you know, continue to produce Orioles content and get episodes that you, the listener, really liked. And we set, you know, our best month in the history of the pod in March. Our best week in the history of the pod in terms of listenership was this first week of April. It sounds like you Orioles fans are ready to go for opening day. So thank you so much for listening in. Again, make sure to follow, subscribe to the pod wherever you listen. Leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you could. That really helps out. And if you are watching here on YouTube, make sure to hit that red subscribe button if you haven't already. Even if you're an audio listener, just head over to YouTube, subscribe real quickly. doesn't change your life at all. You won't get any emails. It won't annoy you. just helps out the pod if you're subscribed to YouTube. YouTube. Leave a comment on the videos, like the video as well, and uh, let me know what you think of uh, you know what the Orioles did in terms of their transactions today, what they did with the opening day roster, and uh, how you think they'll fare against the Rays in the opening series this weekend. But again, just wanted to thank you for making Locked on Orioles your first listen of the day. And for today, it's an opening day preview here on the podcast. And we, of course, have to start with the opening day roster because the Orioles officially put out on Thursday afternoon the 28 players that will be heading to Tropicana Field in Tampa, or I guess technically in St. Pete, to take on the Rays for a three-game series starting today at 3.05 p.m. Eastern time for the Orioles opening day here in the 2022 season. And, you know, if you listen back to Wednesday's episode, I did my second and final opening day roster prediction episode for the Orioles. I just missed it. Ended up going 27 out of 28 on the prediction on Wednesday's episode. The only guy I missed was Anthony Bemboom as he makes his first ever opening day roster as the Orioles' backup catcher. I thought it would be Jacob Nottingham, but it's Bemboom instead for the Orioles. So that kind of takes us right here, and we will run through this roster. And let's start with those catchers, as obviously Robinson Chirinos is the one who the O's signed to a major league deal. Anthony Bemboom is the other one. Minor league deal, he comes in. He gets added to the 40-man roster. Orioles didn't have to make a move because, remember, 
Once they traded Cole Salser and Tanner Scott to the Marlins earlier this week, it opened up two spots on the 40-man. One was taken by Ben Boom, who has spent time with the Rays and the Angels at the Major League level over the last couple of years. Left-handed hitter, solid defender. He'll bring some versatility behind the plate for the O's. Move into the infield. Of course, you have the regulars we knew would be there. Ryan Mountcastle and Trey Mancini were obviously the locks in that infield. And I would say Ramona Rios was a lock as well. He makes the team. But the rest of those infielders, first and foremost, great news we got on Jorge Mateo, who left Tuesday's spring training game after getting hit by a pitch on the hand. All his x-rays were negative. He took BP the next day. He's good to go and ready for opening day. Jorge Mateo makes the team as well, uh, along with Rugnet Odor, the veteran second baseman who the O's brought in on a one-year deal this offseason. Kelvin Gutierrez makes the team. He's probably going to be the third baseman early in the year. And then kind of that last infielder to make it was Chris Owings, who uh, the Orioles signed to a minor league deal kind of late in the lockout, been with a couple of different teams, Arizona, Colorado last year, a utility guy who plays a lot of positions, and Owings was the other guy who took that second open spot on the 40-man roster to be added to the team, so the O's 40-man roster is now once again full. Then we head to the outfield where I was pretty certain where this outfield group was going for most of the offseason. There was probably one question. Obviously, Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, Anthony Santander all make the team. Ryan McKenna wasn't necessarily a stone-cold lock, but I felt he was a lock most of the offseason. He makes it as kind of the perfect fourth outfielder type. And then DJ Stewart does make it back on the Orioles' opening day roster. Of course, there's been talk about, has his performance not been enough to make it? Would a guy like Tyler Nevin or Yusniel Diaz kind of take his spot? Well, Yusniel Diaz now knocking on the door after a two-home run game in the Norfolk Tides game on Thursday afternoon, Diaz looking like a completely different player from what he looked like in 2021. But DJ Stewart makes the team over Tyler Nevin. That was, you know, Brandon Hyde said that was probably the toughest decision. Kind of came down to Nevin. Didn't say versus Stewart, but it probably was Nevin versus Stewart or Nevin versus Owings. And uh, DJ Stewart does make it. So the hand seems to be fine. Remember, he missed, you know, almost two weeks of spring training after getting hit in the hand. Didn't break anything, but he was out for a while. But took some ABs, got in the last couple of games. He should be ready to go for today's game, and he is on the roster. So that takes us to the pitchers, where I went a perfect 14 for 14 in my final prediction. Pretty proud of that. We'll start with the starting rotation. John Means starting opening day once again for the Orioles at the Trop here today. He's going to be followed by Jordan Lyles, who will start game two at the top Trop. Tyler Wells goes from the bullpen into the starting rotation. He will start game three on Sunday in Tampa. He's not going to be stretched out too much. Expect about four innings probably of work from him. Then somebody is going to piggyback him. Bruce Zimmerman, the hometown kid, will start the home opener as the number four starter on Monday against the Brewers. And then the number five starter who starts Tuesday's game is TBD still, but it's kind of going to depend on who follows Tyler Wells and also who has to be used in long relief. The options currently on the roster are the three other kind of, quote, starting pitchers that made the team. Keegan Aiken, Mike Bauman, and Dean Kramer all are on the team. Any of them could start Tuesday. Any of them could follow Tyler Wells on Sunday. And any of them could be used out of the bullpen in really any other role. So that gets us to the bullpen. There's kind of three guys that I feel are really trustworthy and we've seen have success in the Orioles' pen before. Dylan Tate, Paul Fry, and Jorge Lopez are all kind of going to be probably the back-end guys, at least to start the year for the Orioles and for Brandon Hyde. And then there are some questions the rest 
of those relievers. You've got the two guys who came in on waivers earlier this offseason. CNL Perez, the left-hander, the O's got on waivers from the Reds. Six scoreless appearances in spring training this year. The stuff looks pretty good for Perez. And then there's Brian Baker, who also makes the team. The right-hander, who the O's claimed off waivers from the Blue Jays before the lockout, pitched in just one big league game with Toronto last year. But he's got some good stuff. I'm excited to see what Baker can do. He also had a pretty, pretty good spring training, and that is why... He made the team. And then the last two pitchers to make it for the Orioles, one guy returning to this bullpen is Joey Crable. Kind of felt like he was probably the last reliever and probably made this team because Cole Sulser and Tanner Scott were traded, opened up a spot for Crable, who joined the Orioles late last year, a waiver claim from the Rays, and pitched solid. He's got some good stuff. Uh, he could be a potential kind of candidate for an early DFA if his uh, stuff isn't looking good early. And then the last guy is Felix Bautista, the big right-hander who the Orioles added to the 40-man roster this offseason to protect from a Rule 5 draft that never happened. He looked good in spring training. He had a great 2021 in the minors. And what a great story it is for Bautista, who's been in this organization for almost nine years now, finally makes it to the big leagues, and uh, it'll be awesome to see him make his Major League debut. And that's kind of the other interesting part about this roster. 28 guys on a team that is rebuilding. Only one of these guys has never played in a big league game. Felix Bautista is the only player of the 28 who is yet to make his Major League debut. Of course, you do have Brian Baker on this team, who has pitched in only one career game. That was on September 1st last season with the Blue Jays. But he's made his debut. And, you know, you got some guys who have only pitched a little bit, like, you know, Mike Bauman and others uh, on the pitching side. But in terms of in total, it's just Felix Bautista, who will be the next Oriole, presumably, to make his Major League debut. But that's the 28 players the Orioles will take to the drop today to start their season. And again, I just missed out. Didn't get backup catcher right, but went 27 out of 28. But, you know, we thought the Orioles might make some transactions. You know, obviously a lot of guys on the waiver wire right around now as teams make their final roster cuts, you know, maybe put some prospects or put some minor league deal guys on the 40-man roster and have to clear space by putting guys on waivers. In the last couple of years, the Orioles have been active in kind of claiming at least one of those guys before the season. So we thought that might happen. There might be a transaction. That did not happen. But the Orioles still did make two transactions on Thursday that I want to talk about coming up next. But first, I probably would have bet on the Orioles claiming at least one guy on waivers and putting him on the opening day roster, a guy that wasn't in camp with the team at all. But that didn't happen. But if you would like to place a bet on many different things, head over to betonline.net. Because obviously we've got baseball season starting, and they've got all the baseball futures and the game-to-game -game odds as well. How about the Orioles? 62 and a half wins. That's the over-under. I predicted 63 wins to go 63 and 99 on yesterday's season predictions episode with Matthew Ritchie. You know, it's an interesting number, 62 and a half. They've also got Adley Rutschman as the fourth best odds to win AL Rookie of the Year. Maybe I'd jump on that because my bold prediction yesterday was that Rutschman does win the award. But it's not just baseball there. Of course, you can place your master's bets as uh, the tournament in Augusta is this weekend. And they've got sports scores, podcasts, all your news. You can get it all at betonline.net, where the game starts. So it's opening day. It should be a holiday. It's so exciting to have baseball back. Only got pushed back a week after all of that lockout. We are only starting the season about a week later than it was originally scheduled to. Again, the Orioles will start 
in the trap. But, you know, they did make a couple of moves Thursday. Now, it's not impacting the team they're taking to the trap. It's not impacting the 28-man opening day roster. But there were two interesting moves that I wanted to get to here. And the first one is the Orioles have brought Matt Harvey back on a minor league deal. Now, I don't believe it's official as of recording here on Thursday night, but both sides seem to, to think it was happening. Mike Elias confirmed in his press conference Thursday that it was happening. So the Orioles are bringing back Matt Harvey on a minor league deal for the 33-year-old right-hander. And, you know, he posted multiple videos of him pitching this offseason. You know, the fastball was 93 to 95. The stuff kind of looked similar to what it looked like last year when, of course, he pitched basically the entire season in the Orioles' rotation in 2021. His stats with Baltimore last year, 28 games started. He had a 6.27 ERA, but but he had a 4.60 FIP, fielding independent pitching, which is a stat that kind of does a better job of showing what your ERA should have been, and it showed that Matt Harvey was a pretty unlucky pitcher last year. Through 127 and two-thirds innings, 6.7 Ks per nine, 2.6 walks per nine for the Orioles. He got hurt late in the year and then went on the 60-day IL with a knee injury, so we basically didn't see him for all of September. But other than that, you know, he wasn't very good, but he was pretty reliable, and he was out there every fifth day until, you know, September. Obviously, he's a guy who's been around and been to the heights of the game, you know, pitching as an ace in the World Series for the Mets, so I guess that was solid to at least have on the team. He's clearly past his prime, but the Orioles liked what he did enough last year to bring him back on a minor league deal. Now, he will presumably go to Sarasota. He's not going to go directly to a minor league affiliate. He's going to go right to Sarasota, start building himself up, and then by the time he's built up, if the Orioles need him, they'll add him to the 40-man and put him on the active roster. If they don't need him yet, you know, he would either be sent to AAA Norfolk to start, or if, you know, he could obviously refuse that. I'm sure there's some sort of uh, timeline built in where he can opt out and he would maybe opt out and become a free agent again. But for the fact that he didn't sign until literally opening day and the fact that he was with the Orioles last year and they were the only team that gave him a shot, I would think that if he had to go to AAA Norfolk for a bit, he would probably do that to try and get himself back to the big leagues. Now, there is the other part of this with Matt Harvey testifying in the trial this offseason, in the death of Tyler Skaggs. And, you know, we learned a lot about what role he played in that entire situation when he was with the Angels when Skaggs passed away. And there was talk, you know, would Major League Baseball suspend Matt Harvey for the role he played in that entire tragedy? And there hasn't been kind of anything since we heard from Harvey about if there will be a suspension, I don't think we've heard definitively he will not be suspended, but it kind of feels like to this point, if we haven't heard that, he's not going to get suspended. That's obviously something to take into account. You know, the Orioles obviously weighed multiple things. Mike Elias talked about that on Thursday and said, it, you know, that it was a little more complicated than just signing a pitcher to a minor league deal because of, you know, what has transpired around Harvey and around that trial and around his testimony this offseason. But the end of the day, I think, you know, the general consensus was he shouldn't be suspended and he's not going to be suspended. I don't think it's still a possibility, but I don't think so that could play a factor here. But at the end of the day, I don't think it will. And the Orioles are just kind of bringing in a veteran guy for more starting pitching depth. Now, you know, at least it's a little better than last year, because when the O's brought in Harvey last year, he was slated from opening day to be kind of like the number two starter on this team. I think what they have this year, Harvey's a little further down that depth chart. I will tell you, if I had to predict it, 
Matt Harvey will start at least one game for the Baltimore Orioles this year. I can almost guarantee that. Now, will he start 28 games like he did last year? No, I don't think he will. Will he start 20 games? No. Will he start somewhere near 10 to 12 games? Yeah, I think he definitely could start that many games for the Orioles. And obviously, if they were to bring him up in mid-May and he's pitching well, he could pitch for as long as he keeps giving the Orioles innings and getting outs. But at the end of the day... I don't really feel strongly either way about this move. He was with the team last year. They seemed to like what he gave. You know, Michael Elias talked Thursday about how he kind of earned the respect of the team and and of the clubhouse, and he earned the opportunity to come back and, and try and continue his career here at 33 years old. He's not the pitcher he was with the Mets. We know that, but I'm sure we'll see him in the big leagues with the Orioles starting some games in about a month and a half or so. But that was the bigger move that the Orioles made on Thursday, but it wasn't the only move. And the other move was was kind of a minor one, but just didn't want to mention it because the Orioles actually traded Mason McCoy to the Seattle Mariners. In return, they got cash considerations. Now, it's a super minor trade for a AAA infielder who has not made it to the big leagues yet, and they get cash considerations back. But I just wanted to bring it up because it kind of felt like, you know, and again, we don't know how much cash this is coming back, but... It's the second time that Mike Elias has been able to do this. Remember a, a couple of years ago, the Orioles had that catcher Taylor Davis in camp with them. And, and you know, right before opening day or right around opening day, he was actually able to trade Davis to the Pirates and he got a prospect back. You know, it was a, obviously an unranked, you know, nobody really knew much about this, this younger guy he got back, but he got a player back for Taylor Davis. And when you looked at where Davis was in Orioles camp in terms of the catchers in the majors, the catchers at AAA, there basically wasn't a spot for him, and they were able to trade him away. And that's the same thing here with Mason McCoy. McCoy, 27-year-old shortstop who the Orioles took in the sixth round of the 2017 draft. He was a Dan Duquette draft pick out of Iowa. He spent the entire year basically as not the everyday starting shortstop, but the most days starting shortstop for AAA Norfolk last year. Played in 112 games, had over 450 plate appearances. The offense wasn't great. The defense wasn't great. It was kind of telling that he probably wasn't ever going to get to the big leagues with the O's. Hit 221, just a 288 on base, 368 slugging. Did have nine homers and 21 doubles last year. And he did, you know, along with shortstop, he played some second, played some third, played some left field, played some right field, kind of extended his versatility last year. But if you look at the Orioles roster right now, you know, you look at AAA, you have Caden Grenier and Richie Martin, both trying to get, you know, innings at shortstop in AAA. Plus, when you add in the fact that Patrick Dorian, Ryland Bannon, Jemai Jones, Taryn Vavra are all at AAA as well and all need infield innings, there was really no spot for Mason McCoy. You look further down, you say, oh, could you put him in AA? You've got Gunnar Henderson, Joey Ortiz, and Jordan Westberg at AA, and you've got all these other middle infield prospects coming up. McCoy was just going to get squeezed out. So the Orioles trade him away. They get some cash from the Mariners, and I'm sure he'll report to AAA Tacoma in the Mariners system. And I wish him the best. I hope he can, you know, make his Major League debut with Seattle. But uh, it just wasn't going to happen in the O's system, and uh, the Orioles trade him away. And it was kind of a week of, of you know, getting rid of some minor league guys because the Orioles made a, a plethora of minor league cuts on Wednesday as well. Uh, one of them was former podcast guest J.C. Ascara, who joined us this offseason. Uh, you know, he just kind of got squeezed out of that first base role in AAA. He was released. A fan favorite, Willie Yan, who literally plays every position on the diamond and has literally played at every level for the Orioles all in one season last year, uh, was an electrifying player on the field. Uh, just really fun to watch. I really hope that Yan and Ascara as well catch on elsewhere and all the guys who were released by the Orioles. You know, it's 
it's kind of the worst thing about this time of year. You get all excited about opening day, but you know, there's always minor league cuts by every team. And, and obviously the Orioles had some as well, but we wish all those players the best and hope they, if they would like to, can continue a professional baseball future. But back at the major league level, the Orioles have a game against the Rays today. In fact, they've got three games against the Rays this weekend to open up the 2022 season. And we will preview all three of those games coming up in just a second. But first, got to tell you about rockauto.com. Because, you know, when you are looking for parts for your car, your first instinct is, oh, go to the auto parts store, go to the chain dealership. But, you know, if you're like me and you don't know a lot about cars, you go in there and they just... They, they, they big time you. They, they make sure you know that they know a lot more than you. I do not like that experience. I will avoid buying stuff that I need because I don't like that experience. But you don't get that experience at rockauto.com. It's easy. It's quick. They've got the best prices available. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. It's a family-run business. And you don't get intimidated. Instead, you just find the right parts you need for your car for a great price. That's what makes rockauto.com so simple and so great. So head over to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write Locked On Orioles in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So the Orioles and the Rays, opening day today, opening weekend, finally, the 2022 season is here. And the Orioles go to the trop where, listen, they struggled against the Rays last year. We all know this. We all know about the 1-18 record. It's not good. It's not good at all. The Rays dominated the Orioles. So to me, let's just try to win the John Means start today. And that is where we start with this weekend preview to start the season for the Orioles. Game one of the season, opening day, today, Friday, April 8th, 3.05 p.m. Eastern time start for game one. John Means on the hill for the Orioles against the young lefty Shane McClanahan in his second year in the bigs, getting the opening day start for the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, obviously, McClanahan's first opening day start, the second consecutive one for John Means, and should have been his third straight, should have started 2020, but had a little shoulder fatigue, and they had to push him back by about a week. But you know, when we do these weekend preview segments throughout the year on our Friday episodes, just want to give you kind of one stat to know about the pitcher versus lineup matchup for each game we're previewing. So the John Means stat to know is what he did in his first opening day start last year. Because if he can replicate it, the Orioles are going to start the year 1-0. John Means up at Fenway Park last year on opening day, seven scoreless innings, one hit, five Ks, no walks, one of the best opening day starts ever by an Orioles pitcher. He was dominant. If he does that again, the 1-0 Orioles, that would sound pretty good. And your stat to know about Shane McClanahan, he made four starts against the Orioles in 2021, and he dominated the Birds. In 23 innings, he had a 2.74 ERA, and get this, in 23 innings, he struck out 27 Orioles batters and walked just three. The hard-throwing left-hander was a menace to the Baltimore lineup last year, so we'll see if the O's can maybe figure him out this time. Then we get to Game 2, Saturday at 1.10 p.m. Eastern Time at the Trop. Jordan Lyles, the veteran right-hander, will be making his Orioles debut as the number two starter against Drew Rasmussen, the younger right-hander who the Rays acquired from the Brewers last year. And, you know, 
didn't get deep into games, never really pitched more than five innings in a start, but had some interesting dominant stuff with kind of that fastball slider combination. Now, the stat to know on Jordan Lyles, he's only pitched at the Trop one other time, despite the fact that he's been in the big leagues for a good while now. And that start at the Trop actually came last year when he was a member of the Texas Rangers. The Rangers went to Tampa on April 15th. Lyle started the game, and he wasn't too bad. Five and a third innings, five hits, three earned runs, four Ks, one walk, and a home run. And that home run he allowed was a two-run shot hit by Mike Brasso, who, remember, is no longer on the race. He now plays for the Milwaukee Brewers. So Lyle's at least, you know, a little bit of success, a little bit, in his only other start at the trap. The stat to know for Drew Rasmussen is he made a few appearances against the Orioles last year after getting traded to the Rays, but only one of them was a start. But that start, the Orioles could not figure him out. That was August 17th of last year at the Trop. Four scoreless innings for Drew Rasmussen, just one hit allowed, struck out three and walked one. Again, it could be a similar thing on Saturday. I wouldn't expect him, you know, he'd go five innings max, I would have to bet, but see if he can stifle the Orioles once again. And then the Sunday game, to finish out the series, another 1.10 p.m. Eastern time start on Sunday, April 10th. Tyler Wells makes his first major league start on Sunday as the Orioles send him to the bump, putting him in the starting rotation. Again, you know, it'll be Wells. He probably won't go more than four innings. Then there'll be a piggyback starter. Either Keegan Aiken, Mike Bauman, or Dean Kramer will be behind him. Or potentially could also be Jorge Lopez, but it's probably one of the first three. But we'll still get to see the good stuff from Tyler Wells. And... The stat to know on Tyler Wells, in his six innings of relief work against the Tampa Bay Rays last season, he had 12 strikeouts in six innings. He really did dice up the Rays hitters last year. And it's a really interesting matchup because it's Tyler Wells making his first career start, and it's the veteran in the Rays rotation. The right-hander Corey Kluber gets the start on Sunday. The Kluber stat to know, he actually made three starts against the Orioles last year as a member of the New York Yankees all early in the season before he got hurt in June and missed the rest of the year. And in those three starts, he was pretty solid. He had a 3.86 ERA. In 16 and a third innings, he allowed 17 hits to the Orioles, struck out 16, walked seven, and he allowed two home runs. But here's the key matchup in Sunday's game. Both of those home runs that Kluber allowed to the Orioles were both hit by Austin Hayes last season. So we'll see if Hayes continues to have Kluber's number. But that's what it looks like this weekend at Tropicana Field. Orioles and Rays to open up the season. So excited to get baseball started on this 2022 Baltimore Orioles season. Of course, I will be here five days a week to cover that season with you bring you game recaps, analysis. We'll talk about transactions. We'll talk about the minor leagues as well, which also starts today. Remember, the Norfolk Tides have already played three games, but every other full season level, the Bay Sox, the Ironbirds, the Shorebirds, all start their seasons today. Grayson Rodriguez is on the bump tonight for the Tides as well. So I have all the minor league coverage as well. Everything you need to know about the Orioles coming all season here on the Locked On Orioles podcast. So make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow, like, subscribe wherever you listen as well. Tell your friends, tell your family members, tell your coworkers, tell anyone you know who likes the Orioles to come check out the Locked On Orioles podcast. Despite the fact that the O's might not win a lot of games, it's going to be a fun season listening and watching here on the pod. And we thank you so, so much for uh, going on this journey with us here in the 2022 season. 
But again, happy opening day. Hopefully the Orioles can come away with a series victory at the Trop. And I'll be back with you on Monday, recapping the first season of the year with my three big takeaways from the Orioles' Rays season to open up the 2022 season. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.